I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, thinking about pivots, little pivots especially. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode... 351 pivot and maybe a little I don't know prophetic or odd or strange or something to ultimately be talking about pivots today maybe because as I worked on these show notes it was pouring the rain was coming down so hard that you could hear it in the fireplace You could hear it spilling from the very clogged gutters. You could hear it swishing on the road. You could hear it slapping against the windows. The crash of rain was coming in at all angles and in a variety of pitches and tones. The room darkened bit by bit, this imperceptible sense of darkening in the day. There was something alarming to it. Really, we have had endless rain. Endless rain, it feels like. A picture-perfect example of the rainy season here. And we forget in the long months, the long months of the year between the rainy season and the next rainy season, we forget what the rainy season is really like. And we're always surprised, surprised anew by the ceaseless rain when it comes again. And then there are these teasing moments when it clears up. This morning, the skies were bright and blue. The sun was crisp. When I went out later, I could see the gray clouds beginning to gather and layer. Ominous. And now, a deluge. And the rain feels fitting. The noise of it outside, the constant crescendo, contrasted with the quiet within. I have been sitting here feeling like I am a stone's throw away from stopping. Maybe not completely. Maybe just stepping back, hanging an out-for-lunch sign, gone fishing. As I walked into the grocery store earlier... This line of thought took hold, took hold, and I haven't been able to completely shake it. Maybe it's been brewing and building in recent days. Now that it's there, it's persistent. Does this happen to you? Do you sometimes all of a sudden have an urge to run? To scrap it all? To just give in? To stop? And at the same time, you know you can't run. You can't give in. You can't stop. You can't scrap it all for all kinds of reasons. You can't. And also true, you don't really want to. Even as part of you is standing hand on the plug, part of you is in total opposition. This tug of war is very, very hard at times. And I got caught up in it today got caught up in it over the last few days 
I am caught up in spinning circles, things that have been hovering for years. And so today, standing in that grocery line, I fixated on this instead, on this thing that I actually can control. Fixated. Pull the plug on my lifeline. That's what it would boil down to. How ridiculous. And my response, ultimately, was to go ahead and push out the last show. 350. I'd held on to it for an extra week. Moments of applesauce and rainbow sightings butting up against the constant sense of inconsequence, of having no meaning, of running in a circle, or running backwards. So ultimately, I pushed through, stuck my flag in the sand, I guess, this sand in this turf war that I have with myself, and I sat down to think about this show this next show. So pushing straight into the headwind or circling around it, just kind of dodging it and ignoring it and not dealing with it. We all have our ways. I gave myself the grace as I thought about things. I gave myself the grace of a list of things, a list of the things, the things right now that are eating at me, nibbling away eroding my balance, my hope, my sense of fairness and justice, my sense of meaning, my quest for meaning, my grasp of meaning, of destiny, of calling, of possibility. I wove that list into the mix of what I was prepared to do. And even as I did it, I knew I would skip it. I knew that at the point at which I reached it, I would put brackets all around it and elite it and just go right on. Turn the lens a different way and shift external look out go out cast this net out throw these things out in case they will help someone else the daily act of drawing or whatever your creative pursuit is it is an act of balancing it is movement it is doing, it is a routine, an insistence. Those of us who draw do so with all kinds of inner monologues going on. And I thought today I would talk just briefly about pivots, about how important they can be, how important it is to remain open to the point of a pivot, and especially to the point of possibility that a pivot might offer and how tiny changes may result in unexpected fresh air or growth or change or discovery or insight or innovation or inspiration. Tiny changes that make a difference. So I want to talk today about the fact that you want to be aware of and on the lookout for points of pivot in your practices and projects. And it's funny, after gathering my thoughts on pivots, gathering this trajectory, the sense of where I was headed today, because it really hinges on a little bitty thing that I observed about what I've been doing, after thinking all that through, I pulled up a definition of pivot just to see how the word is officially 
characterized. And while on the dictionary site, I got sidetracked by an article on author's favorite words. And the image with the article is of J.K. Rowling. And she happens to be the person that I drew first for the Portrait Challenge 2019, which I've been doing this month at Instagram. So everything was coming kind of full circle. So I pulled up that article because I was curious about it. Well, what words do these famous authors choose as their favorite words? And they refer to these words, these favorites that authors sprinkle throughout their prose with regularity as cinnamon words. That's a really cool phrase. I love that. Cinnamon words. I definitely have cinnamon words. Not just one or two, though. I I have probably a small set. I have a subset of cinnamon words. But I really like that phrase, so I wanted to tell you that. So, pivot. It's interesting. The definitions are far less precise than I expected. And after looking at several of them, I came away thinking that many people wouldn't be able to differentiate between a slight curve and a pivot. And indeed, the list of synonyms support that. Support pivot being synonymous with a range of motions. Revolve, roll, rotate, spin, swing, swirl, swivel, turn, twirl, twist, wheel, and whirl. And I find that list disappointing. I really do. The dictionary so let me down this time. I always think of a pivot as something deliberate. It is not just a meandering change. I think of it as something deliberate, something precise, not simply a curve. You reach a point, you stop, and you turn. Not a gentle meandering line, not a moment of spin or roll or whirl something more definitive, something angular somehow, precise because of its angle, a pivot, planting your foot and shifting. It's angular. Planting the foot, planting the foot in where you are and then swiveling a bit to find the new direction, the new path. My goal today was to talk about the size of a pivot size. But the whole connotation of pivot is really interesting. Surprised by that fairly thin definition, I kept looking. And it is in business that you really see pivot arise with more nuanced meaning. Startups, especially those following a lean approach, they often talk about the importance of the pivot or of pivoting. You start out with something, and if it doesn't work, then you have to go with plan B. You pivot. And in a forum talking about startup mentality and pivots, I found this line that you can easily take out of the corporate or startup context and apply to a discussion of pivot. Quote, imagine a path with a bend in it. When you get to the corner, you pivot in order to keep walking on the path. If you stayed on the same course, you would get nowhere. Note that the walking you did before you pivoted was just as important as the walking afterward. Now that's an interesting explanation. That also is not quite the way I think of pivot. Because I think of pivot as a moment where you could keep walking on the path you were on. You absolutely could. But instead, you turn. 
and you might turn a lot, or you might turn just a little bit. And that's where I was landing today, is that the little bit can count. But I think that quote, that's a really interesting way of thinking about pivots, too. It does bring the curve into the picture. It also brings up the importance of history, of what has come before. What you did before was, and is, and remains important. A pivot is a shift that begins from that point and carries with it the history and the moment of where you are as you pivot. You carry with you whatever you were doing as you then shift to something new or to something just slightly different. I go back to the planting of the foot. You stop, you keep one foot planted, you turn, you pivot, find the new course or path, and then you begin moving in that direction. I think we often think about pivots as big changes because sometimes we think about pivots as a career move or a change, doing something completely different with your life. We think of it as dramatic shifts in direction, turning a full 90 degrees maybe, or completely shifting gears. But sometimes pivots are smaller. Sometimes maybe a pivot is very small but it can still be something that has measurable or resounding impact. Sometimes you may not even realize the significance of a small pivot until you stand back later and look at what happened as a result. And I think that's an important part of it when we think about these kinds of pivots in our creative lives. Sometimes we see them much more clearly in hindsight. In our art, I think there are myriad moments of possible pivot. We make choices every time we sit down with paper and pen or paint and canvas or a glue stick and a journal. What surface will we use? What color? What medium? What will we draw, paint, capture, create? Pivots are most noticeable if we are people who work in routine ways creatures of habit, comfortable in our comfort zone, in our routine, in our daily architecting and reinforcing of a creative journey and personal voice that speaks through our art. When we shift, we feel it. We see it. We feel the fresh air of a path unknown to us or unfamiliar. It can be scary. We feel the lump in our throat as we deal with our uncertainty, we glance over our shoulder now and then at the familiar that we are leaving a little bit behind, the safety of the cozy creative space. A tiny shift is something that we notice, we feel, we think about, we debate, even maybe as we just do it. Lots of reasons why sometimes we jump into new things that may really be signs of pivot or may bring about a point of pivot. Sometimes we just jump without really thinking it through. Sometimes we're making a really deliberate and conscious attempt to do something. And sometimes, like I said, we make a small decision that we don't even realize will be a full pivot. So if you are someone who only paints in watercolor, and every night you paint something in watercolor, and then one day you decide to try oil for a month, that might be a pivot. You will take what you know about paint and color and form, and you will move into something new that uses what you know, but also expands upon it. 
if you are someone who paints only abstract pieces and then suddenly you decide to do a series, even for a week, in which you paint a coffee mug or a jar from the kitchen pantry every day, that would take you in a new direction. If you are someone who doodles daily but never uses words or lettering, then doing a series where you force yourself to add words or to build your doodles out from words rather than surrounding the doodles with words, that would be a pivot. If you are someone who draws only from your imagination, then shifting to drawing from life or from photos, a pivot. If you are someone who works in black and white and you decide to do a series with two or more colors, a pivot. And the more I think about it, the more I think that in art, pivots show up as valuable and meaningful because we also value series. When we value the deep dive, we value projects that involve more than one day or more than one piece. We like seven-day runs. We take up the challenge of 30 days. We join in with others for 61 days. We contemplate the 100-day project. We commit to something for a year. We like series. We do things that establish patterns, familiar modes, familiar lines. It might be color or medium or theme or the way we use line. We learn to see and hear our voice. We practice, we grow, we improve. And we can see all of that happening when we work in routine ways and when we work in series. And yet we do make decisions every day that can be defined as potential points of pivot. Shifting the size of your paper can be a pivot. Shifting to drawing stuffed animals instead of chairs, a change in theme, can be a pivot. I encourage you to look at what you do. Know why you do it and what you love about it. And if you don't know the answers to those two things, keep thinking about those as you work on your art because knowing those answers is really important. But once you have a sense of those answers, a sense of your creative path, your why, of the routines that you find most cherished and most comfortable and most rewarding and fulfilling, most satisfying when it comes to your art, then be on the lookout for the little decisions you make. The points that may represent a pivot. Shifting and doing something once and only once won't ultimately be something you call a pivot. And that's why I think with our creative work, sometimes we only realize in hindsight and sometimes we only recognize and appreciate a shift as a pivot when we look back after three or five or seven or 30 days, having continued the path of the pivot over time for X many days, we can see that we changed something and maybe it made a difference. We continued moving forward with that change and it made a difference in the work or in how we felt about the work, in our growth and how we thought about the act of creation in the way we viewed the subject we were working with or in how the work turned out. So sometimes we definitely see our pivots in hindsight. Sometimes they are small. Sometimes, like I said, they are unplanned. Someone used to ask me, is it a pivot? I see you did something in this piece today. Is it a pivot? Do I sense a pivot? 
And I always felt like I didn't know. Maybe, maybe it's a pivot. I sometimes think I don't really plan the points of pivot. I think sometimes we make these decisions, we reach these points of pivot, these possibilities of pivot, and we make a decision one way or the other. And it may very well be that we end up having pivoted. But sometimes we don't know until we've done it more than once or several times. Sometimes we do something once or twice and decide we don't like it. And we go right back. We go back, we get on our safety net, get back on our path and keep moving forward. And then the next time we reach another point of possibility for a pivot, maybe we try again. Some people do deliberately put themselves on a path of pivot, a big change. It might be something new you buy or a class you sign up for or a workshop or a challenge that you really want to take part in, something different that you are actively deciding to do or deciding to do because you have something new you want to use. So that happens. That definitely happens. But if you're working with just what you have, and so you have no impulse buy that kickstarts a move or a more dramatic change, I think pivots often arise almost as a curve in the path. Almost. I still think there's an angle, but almost as a curve, a little off-road maybe that you didn't expect to see or to take. And later you stop and you look back and you realize it was an important shift in direction, even if it winds you right back around to your main path. So maybe you took this little side street and it wrapped you back around. But along that way, as you wrapped around, you were learning, learning something about what you do or about yourself. A pivot can still be very important, even if it wraps you back around to your core path. Appreciate your pivots. Look for those points of pivot and possibility. Instead of simply sticking always with the tried and true, be open to taking a pivot, to putting that foot down and turning. It doesn't have to be 90 degrees. It might be 45, it might be 25. It doesn't really matter. But put yourself in a frame of mind where you at least can contemplate and look with open eyes at those points of possibility. Maybe you risk something different or something just a little bit different for just a few days. You don't have to commit to it forever. You might find the fresh air is just what you needed. There might even be a rainbow around the corner. You never know. And you might not even realize that a little bitty change can totally open up or transform how you feel about what you do and how what you do turns out. It may almost seem to be exactly the same thing you had been doing, but there's something different about it, whether it's the subject or something about the material or it's something contextual, something different that changes it, that transforms it. And then you're going to be really glad that you said yes to the point of pivot. I am the art. The art is me. 
Well, that is it for today. That is it for today. I didn't even tell you what my point of pivot was, what made me think about this. It wasn't that it was a mystery, but I instead think that talking about and thinking about pivots is a really fascinating thing to do in being really reflective about our own journeys and about the art we create. And I am all for having routines, but I think little pivots now and then, micro pivots or mini pivots are really important also. There's always that fine line you have to walk between autopilot and keeping yourself alive and progressing and growing, blooming and blossoming. So a code word. I feel like I'm testing you and I don't like that feeling. And yet I do love seeing those of you who spot the code words. You hear them and then you share them. And some of you are quick to listen really fast. You hear the word almost before I feel like I've even shared it. And that's amazing to me and flattering and gratifying. It's wonderful that some of you listen all the way through. Thank you, Tammy, by the way, for letting me know that last episode, there were more than 10 minutes at the end that were empty. And I do apologize for that. That was definitely not a test. I did replace the show, but sometimes things like that get really, really etched in place. It's really hard sometimes to clear up a problem. Sometimes it just sticks. And thank you to Pam and Elizabeth and Anne and Nicole and Deborah and Carol and others who spotted Blue Dog and shared renditions of one form or another. It's nice to hear you say, hey, I listened. And it's wonderful to see the little bit of talk that has emerged around these words. So that has been a lot of fun and I really appreciate it. And I don't want to let it go. It's a cool thing. It gives you a way to say, hey, I listened. Otherwise, people really don't ever say, hey, I listened. So what today? Because so many things come up when we think about mapping. And the more I talked about points of pivot and possibilities of pivot, the more I thought about mapping all the discussion of curving paths and side roads and meandering lines ending up right back where you started. You can't listen to that kind of a conversation without thinking of maps. So there are lots of words that could come up and might be fitting and might lead us to wonderful moments of creativity because I really think you should draw whatever this word is. But I do like the non sequitur of it all, the non sequitur of end words. So as I did last week, oh, I guess couple of weeks in a row because I see the rainbow in front of me again right now. But as I did last week, when I look around me to think about this word, I looked up at a shelf and I could see a book sticking out. And that book is what ultimately gives me today's words. I haven't read this book yet. And now that I'm going to use this as the set of words, I have pulled it down right before I started and I definitely will read it now. But I've had this book for a while. It was given to me. It's a book that even though I can't even clearly read the title where it was from where I was sitting, I knew immediately seeing the fuchsia spine of it sticking out. I knew what it was. 
It is a book I know because of the author, because of course my background is in English, but now at this point in my life, I also know the illustrator of this version of the book, this edition. And this phrase strikes some kind of point of whimsy. And right now, these days, whimsy is something that I'm holding on to. And when I see it, I reach for it. Always. I reach for it and I try to hang on. And so these words, I will go ahead and use because of the whimsy. So today's phrase, tender buttons. Much harder to illustrate the whole phrase. But buttons are not. You could probably do all kinds of interesting things with buttons. I think we should explore flat lays, really. I actually played along last week and did contours of Blue Bear, whose name is not really Blue Bear. It's not really Blue Bear. So I did contours of that. Contours is something I want to probably talk about. I would love to do some kind of project with contours with some of you. But this week, buttons buttons. That's definitely something you can run with. I have no doubt. So if you made it this far and you heard the phrase, there you go, tender buttons. And if you made it this far and you heard those words, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening all the way through because you have to actually be listening to get those words. I know. I do know. And I am queen of the listen to things out loud and completely zone out and not know what I heard. So I really admire and am grateful for those of you who listen and hear. I've been listening to other things. I've been listening to books for a while now, but before that I was listening to a range of podcasts and podcasts especially in which people are talking to one another. It's a very, very different kind of show, but I do really like hearing that kind of talk. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. Thank you to those of you who support the show at Patreon. Your support there means a great deal to how I think about this show and how I can think about this show and... Every year I reach this point and I just want to say thank you to those of you who are there. Patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.